Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 752, December 13th, 2021. The high on this day was reached in 1891 when it was 53 degrees, 21 below in 1917, and I once again expanded my research. 25 of the warm weather records for the month of December were set before the year 2000. Hmm. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. You. Joe, as if we needed another reason to uh, question the quality of the reporting at the Star Tribune, we have yet another. On the front page of Sunday's B section, below the fold, the headline reads, Twin Cities digs out after record snow. The reporter went to great pains to write that Rosemount and Egan had 18 inches of snow from the recent storm, but then noted those reports were unofficial. Apparently, they couldn't find official me- measurements, even though the airport is immediately north of Egan. <laughs> I live in Egan and receive probably 8 inches. I guess the official reports of snowfall wouldn't fit the global warming narrative, which we're going to get to in depth here. Good luck and keep pushing back Gary Liebman and Egan. Uh, I have a friend who is in Woodbury, on the outer edge of Woodbury, and he did. He got over a foot, foot and a half. Oh, I know. Um, I think think my brother got 20 inches in Woodbury. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was fun. Uh, it was fun space management Saturday morning. Most of us had the Virgin driveway. I'm mad I didn't tweet out a picture of the hump. Yeah. I, I was going to, and then I forgot. Uh, my my single <laughs> stage ate right through that hump because I got to it before it froze into a lump, yeah. and it was uh, just. And now the driveway is just back to bare surface. Yeah. Old Sal did its job. Yeah, doing its job. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, devastating tornadoes wreaked havoc, particularly oh, in Mayfield, Kentucky, where the uh, the visuals are admittedly shocking. I, I can't believe it. A town of about 12,000, and apparently 75% of the town is destroyed. Uh, and, of course, that gives the uh, climate change crowd their moment of hysteria again. Well, and you can't trust any reporting to put anything into perspective or context. Uh, the president apparently was at uh, his home in Wilmington, Delaware, Reavers. And he was... Uh, yes. He, do you have that clip? Uh, give me one second. I'll have it ready for you. These reporters are uh, uh, despicable and irresponsible. Uh, to politicize this is an outrage in my estimation. There's still some people missing, and yet we're going to worry about global warming. Right. Which, and then I'll tell you what we're being asked to believe here in a moment. But I want to hear the president. He has to be prompted uh, by uh, a reporter asked him this. Speaking to you about climate change, is this, are, are, do you conclude that these storms and the intensity have to do with climate change? Well, all that I know is that the intensity of the weather across the board has some impact as a consequence of the warming of the planet and the climate change. The specific impact on these specific storms, I can't say at this point. I'm going to be asking the EPA and others to take a look at that. But the fact is that uh, we all know everything is more intense 
when the climate is warming. Everything. And obviously it has some impact here, but I can't give you a, a quantitative read on that. Uh, we don't know that. If, if, if warming <laughs> increases intensity, how do you explain one of the most devastating tornadoes in history was March 27, 1890? How do you explain the 1974 super outbreak? The second largest tornado outbreak on record for a single 24-hour period just behind the 2011 super outbreak. In 1974, it was the most violent tornado outbreak ever recorded with 30 F4 and F5 tornadoes confirmed. From April 3rd to April 4th, 1974, there were 148 tornadoes confirmed in 13 U.S. states. Hmm. The 1974 super outbreak was the first tornado outbreak in recorded history to produce more than 100 tornadoes in under 24 hours. That There's no perspective. There's no context. Wouldn't it be fun if somebody prompted the president and gently pushed him in that direction right, instead? Right. You know, what, what, what do you have to say about these uh, these tornadoes from hundreds of years ago? On Thursday, March 27, 1890, a major tornado outbreak struck the middle Mississippi Valley. To this day, the outbreak is still one of the most deadly tornado events in United States history. At least 24 significant tornadoes, some of which were generated by cyclic supercells, were reported to have were recorded to have spawned from this system and at least 146 people were killed by tornadoes that day, including a devastating F4 tornado that struck downtown Louisville, Kentucky, killing at least 76 and injuring 200. What was the year on that? 1890. So I suppose their answer would be we didn't have the warning systems in place then, so we couldn't warn people to run to their basements, right? If, if CNN was around on March 27, 1890, with its current technology, you would have had scenes as devastating as the scenes over the weekend. The difference is the reporters might have been more responsible. These are irresponsible people. Biden is irresponsible. He has no knowledge of the history or significance of what just took place. Right. I spent a lot of time this weekend. I knew in my back of my mind, I thought, 1974. I remember that outbreak in 1974. Uh, other uh, GLers uh, did the same, climbed into the same rabbit hole I did. Uh, Tim writes, over the weekend, we saw a lot of news coverage of the Kentucky tornado and loss of life that occurred. Climate change zealots like to exploit these tragic events to promote their political agenda. Yes, they do. Suggesting that this is unlike anything we've ever seen before. No. No. Not at all. No. We got it on the books. You can no longer rely on news organizations to challenge their statements, so you have to do your own research on these issues. Yes, which I've done. It's terribly important to remember. that. I'll tell you what we're being asked to believe here in a moment. The deadliest tornado in U.S. history was known as the Tri-State Tornado, which began in Missouri and then crossed through southern Illinois and then into southwestern Indiana. The Tri-State Tornado also was the second deadliest tornado in world history. World history. The 219-mile-long track left by the tornado was the longest ever recorded. 695 people were killed. It is estimated that it was an F5, the maximum damage rating on the Fujita scale. The damage done was over 2.2 billion dollars in 2021 dollars and when did the tri-state tornado occur 1925 uh, the population of the united states in 1925 was 116 million about a third of what it is today nonetheless 1925 remains the deadliest tornado year in u.s history 
1925, 794 total fatalities. 1936, 552 fatalities. 1917, 551 fatalities. 1927, 540 fatalities. 1896, 537. 1953, 519. And 2011, which I remember. Uh, didn't that go through Hannibal, Missouri? Uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, I drove... I drove through the area. That was 512 fatalities in 2011. Uh, the town, uh, what was the town flattened, Rook, in 2011? Sure, okay. uh, just t- right, uh, Missouri town destroyed in 2011 tornado. Because uh, I drove through there two years later, and you could still see the I, evidence. And we it. did it this past summer. Mm-hmm. We drove through that. I remember it. I'm trying to remember what the city, the name of the city was. Uh, but... Joplin? Was it Joplin? It was Joplin. Yeah. Joplin. Oh, Thank you. Joplin. Joplin. EF5 tornado yep. tore through the city on May 22nd. I remember it distinctly. That was 2011. So to say uh, that warming is increasing the intensity of these storms is a is not provable. Well, you've it's not, done it's a the lie. research. It's a lie. Why aren't they doing the research? You just did the research. Because they're trying to bring about a change to the way of life. And they think, yeah. they uh, think I, this. They think this. They think that, well, here's what we're being asked to believe. Not facts. Apparently, we weren't led by smart enough people in 1890. We weren't led by smart enough people in 1974. We weren't led by smart enough people in 1925, 1936, 1917. We're asked to believe from these morons that if only you all drove electric cars and all of our electricity was provided by the sun and the wind, we can stop warm air from rising in the atmosphere and colliding with cold air, which is how a tornado starts. Just that simple. That's all we have to do. You just listen to us. We will stop warm air (laughs) from rising. We can do that. If only you send us more money. Right there, you hit it. And I would contend, to answer Rookie's question, why don't they look at the records, I would contend that they know the records and they know all this and they're just lying because follow the money. Um, And that was very evident in the weekend piece. My paper is a Saturday, early Sunday piece. Our icy season is shrinking, harming fish and outdoor sports. Uh, State's winters losing grip. And... They admit right in this piece that it's all about money, and, and they're pushing this because they want the money. Right. Um, you know, and the National Weather Service, the Pollution Control Agency, the Department of Natural Resources, they're all cahooting to get this money. And, and it's spelled out right in the, right in the article. No, no major news-gathering institution in this country, with the possible exception of the New York Post and the Wall Street Journal, can be trusted to give you the full picture. Right. The Wall Street Journal today, uh, warmer weather fueled tornadoes. Okay, the deadly tornadoes that ripped through six states in as many hours on Friday night were spawned by unusually hot, humid weather at a time of year when twisters are rare, federal weather scientists said. But you read down into the story and you get to... Federal weather scientists were reluctant to blame climate change for the unseasonable Ah. heat that supercharged the storm system. Mm. It's plausible, but we don't have the links in the chain to make that connection, said Harold Brooks, who will probably get fired now, a senior research scientist at NOAA Severe Storms Lab in Norman, Oklahoma. If you're going to be hung up on intensity, 
Are you going to be foolish enough to tell me that the outbreak in 1974 was not as intense? Are you going to tell me that the outbreak in 1890 was not as intense? You are asking me to believe the impossible, that we can stop warm air from rising. Hold it up. What are we going to do? Dome the globe? Just dome it. It's got to be a dome. These uh, pizza's name uh, that ran for president. Who was the guy out east? Kerry. Yeah. He'll yeah, be able to figure it out. Throw some so money. Just at send him. us some money. <laughs> send us some money. You know, we'll build a big wall. We had wall. eight storms uh, last year, which cost America well more than eight, eight than a billion dollars per storm. It's far cheaper to recognize what's coming and cure the problem ahead of time. I don't know why you don't get it, Joe. No, here's the problem, too. If if these people have their way, by these people I mean Mysterians, and they fundamentally transform the way we get our energy, and they deprive us from fossil fuel use, what they'll end up doing is impoverishing us. And if you impoverish us, you are far more at risk from nature than you are if you're not impoverished. Example, Texas, a couple of years ago, right. when right. people were freezing to death right. because they didn't have heat. I think that was last winter. Was but. that last winter? Okay, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. Um, the case of the Star Tribune, they ran this piece I referred to on Saturday. And then Sunday, uh, somebody who doesn't read their own paper, or the editors don't read their own paper, they ran a piece in the uh, around the state section headline, Why Does It Get So Cold in Minnesota? Yeah, I and it's that. a it's a puff piece, of course. Yeah, but it doesn't acknowledge any of the lies that were printed on Saturdays in Saturday's edition. Oh, there were so many juxtapositions over yeah. the weekend. Yeah. We're, we're digging out of a really significant snowfall, yeah. and we're being told that our winters are getting shorter. Yeah, <laughs> uh, on Saturday, uh, yes. and then on Sunday, we're be t- being told it's still very, very cold here. But so, on, my question then um, about the Saturday piece, Greg Stanley. And this is in reference to what Rookie said, uh, why don't they check records? Is this just bad reporting and bad writing? Because why doesn't Greg Stanley acknowledge the records? Why didn't he, why aren't they going back in history and looking at the recorded data? We're blessed to have these records in my great fear, which I've alluded to prior. That will be eliminated? That I will not be able to find them at some point. I will not be able to find them and go back and go to the... uh, uh, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Association and research deadliest tornadoes in U.S. history. And then you come up with 1925, 1936, 1917, 1927, 1896, 1953, 2011. This, this unfortunate tragedy to Kentuckians might not even rank. It certainly won't rank with fatalities. Mm-hmm. God bless you people who are suffering. There's, there's no denying that this was one hell of a storm. Right, right. It ripped through But they've happened throughout the ages. And if we want to follow along those lines, that video I just played from the president, mm-hmm. there is a chart that someone had tagged this account in mm-hmm. about the change in CO2 emission mm-hmm. by country from 2005 mm-hmm. to 2020. Yep. We're the least of the world's concern right now in the United States. China is plus 4,689 million metric tons greater in 2020 than they were in 2005. Let that sink in. Well, in 1890, in 1890, we, were, we had just begun our flirtation with fossil fuel. We, we weren't using much fossil fuel in 1917. 
1925. The intensity of the storms is nature. It has nothing to do with man. But you're being asked to believe that we're going to stop warm air from rising and colliding with cooler air. If this air paused. If this mm -hmm. air, check this out. Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me if we could hold down the warm air, hold it down. Mm -hmm. lay on top of it, lay it down, down. then it wouldn't, we wouldn't have an outbreak. Nope. You people are so... Boldly obvious Precious. as to what you're up to. It's just, a, it's just incredible. It's just incredible. Uh, the, the piece on Saturday that I keep referring to, they talk about what the state needs to do to slow the uh, global warming. And the piece on Sunday and how Minnesota can make a difference. And we've got to spend the money here and we've got to get this money. and We've got to put the infrastructure in place to really make a difference. And I'm sitting here thinking, really, one state, middle of the country? Going to make a difference in Tornado s Alley. We're going to we're going to stop. Uh, we're going to change our winters. We're going to go back to when it's cool. And then on Sunday's piece, Joe, they explained in great detail why it gets so cold here. And it gets cold here because we're in the middle of the country. Our temperatures are not kept calm by large bodies of water, mm -hmm. Pacific Ocean, Atlantic Ocean, and like you just said, cold air collides with warm air. We get winter. So <laughs> I thought it was because they were, uh, were tilted away from you the know, sun. You know, Kentucky we, we, got tornadoes. We got a snowstorm. We got two different stories from these people in two different days. You don't know who to believe. You can't believe news gathering institutions. They're they're all acting in concert to bring about a fundamental change to America. This has nothing to do with what the temperature is supposed to be. This has nothing to do with the climate. If it did. They would acknowledge the history of these superstorms. They yeah. would acknowledge them and say, there's nothing new here, people. There's nothing new here. But now with the increased population compared to even 1974, yes, you're going to lose more dwellings, but we didn't lose more people. I think it was, I don't even think we hit F4 status on the Fujita scale with this tornado. It was 130 miles an hour. I think it was called an F3. It, and it's an outrage. It's... It's a dishonesty that's attempting to be... All you have to do if you're a believer is ask yourself that question. You think you're going to stop warm air from rising. That's what the air does. You're going to change the behavior of air. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not. You're not going to. You're not going to at all. <laughs> that's funny. I have for years based my deer hunting on, on, on that very fact that in the morning, I'm not so much worried about my stink because warm air rises, <laughs> takes my stink right up in the air. <laughs> Only the Kenny evening, would have to introduce <laughs> In the stink. evening, the air settles hell? and the stink settles <laughs> down on the ground, deer can smell Kenny. Why don't you take a shower? Uh, too easy. You're, you're missing my point for, yeah. and you're ignoring it just to get a few cheap laughs. Yeah. But that's well, that's, that's what right. I do. Yep. That's that's what it is. Hail the flashlight king. No, hail you. <laughs> While relaxing in a family retreat in the cities this weekend, my wife looked at me and asked if there was a good meat market around. My eyes lit up. I almost screamed, Grunhoffers! My first run. She wanted to find something for her parents for Christmas. We swung up there Sunday morning and were not disappointed. We went with a variety of sticks for them, but here's the kicker. They separated each style stick, put them in separate bags, put them in freezer paper so they'll be ready for Christmas, and peeled the price labels off. 
They did everything but put a bow on it for us. We also picked up brat sticks and, of course, a meatloaf for ourselves. And as we were about to leave, they gave our little ones balloons and candy. I can't believe wow. it took me this long to try it, other than the fact that I live two hours away. Right now, I'm a true believer and will be going back again. Good luck, Jim and Svey, Minnesota. It's S-V-E-A. I don't know how you pronounce Never it. heard of that. Svey. Svey, Minnesota. I got to look where that is. That's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats, the original location in Hugo. People, every time someone new goes there, they discover... Right. That we've been telling you the truth. Why are you waiting so long? It's just fantastic. Why are you waiting? Uh, It's on Highway 61, just north of Hugo, and the new store is on Highway 97 in Forest Lake, just east of Interstate 35. (coughs) Both locations have the hams, the bacon, the Wagyu steaks and burgers, the brats, the uh, cheese, deluxe potato salad seasonings, you name it. They got Svay, you covered. Svay, Minnesota, just south of Wilmer, just east of Raymond. Thank you. There Copy you go. Svay. I need to try that deluxe potato salad. I do too. Sooner rather deluxe, than later. Deluxe, guys, deluxe. That's uh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Hey, GLers, if you're looking to improve the water quality in your home, then trust my friends at Hofferman Water. They are your local independent water treatment dealer, and they've been serving Minnesotans for nearly 50 years, and they understand the unique problems that Minnesota water brings. They are also an independent and authorized Connecticut dealer, so whether you're looking to soften, filter, or you just want your water to taste better, they will help make your water worry-free. I'm a prime example. I went with the Connecticut system a couple of years ago. I have the S. 650 system inside my home it made an absolute world of difference it improved everything your 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 dishes your your laundry your showers everything inside your home gets better with Connecticut and my friends at Hofferman Water if you already have a water treatment system in your home well they can help you with service and repairs they specialize in Connecticut products but service many other major brands too they can also help with salt delivery filter changes parts repairs and more give them a shout today You can call them at 612-895-2440 for a free water analysis and estimate, or just check them out online at HoffermanWater.com, and please let them know that Garage Logic sent you. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Seafoam fans 1001 and 1002 checked in over the weekend. First letter, I have a... 2020 Chevy Silverado with 133 on it. 100, that's 1,000. He, he puts on the miles. My, my tailgate on my pickup has been giving me issues not releasing when I push the button. I'd push that button 30 times to let the tailgate down. Sometimes I sprayed the latches extremely liberal, liberally, and I've had no problem since. Well, of course, Deep Creep does the job every time. Letter number two, I deliver pizza six days a week for Mama DeLucha's in Now Then, Minnesota. It's a family-owned store. I just bought a, 20, a 2002 VW Passat with 140 on it. It had a problem with the fuel injectors being gunky. One bottle of sea foam, and she purrs like a kitten. Here's the part of the letter I really love. Before that, I had a 2009 Impala, uh, and... With every gas fill-up, I put in one bottle of seafoam. Okay. I ended up selling it to a buddy with... Now, Joe, this is going to make you cringe because you can't stand this, but I love this. I sold it to my buddy when it had 360 on it, drove perfectly. It now has 410 on it. Wow. So I can, with 100% certainty, tell you seafoam works like magic. It truly does, whether it's deep creep, 
engine treatment or the top engine cleaner, you name it, Seafoam, it's a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. You know what the truth of of our behavior was over the weekend? What's that? As as news gathering outlets are competing to never let hysteria get too far away. Mm-hmm. You know what the truth was? <laughs> right. How many people, so many people were out enjoying that weather? Yeah. I oh, bet yeah. you there Come I on. bet you there was a thousand people at the Highland Golf Courses cross country skiing. You could hardly park around there. We have a massive hill about a, a mile and a half from our house, yeah. and there were 7,000 kids there all weekend. And it was beautiful and sunny, and everybody, uh, most of us, had the Virgin driveway oh, Saturday yeah. morning. Yeah. I, I don't even did. think you need to have an activity. There were guys on, on our block that had the dual stage snow. We're just looking, looking. For right. snow to throw. <laughs> right. I mean, so far as after the plows came through, going next to the curb so you would widen the road in front of their houses. It was it was so much. It was festive. What did you say to open this segment up? Journalists never let... They, they don't want to let that hysteria get too far away. They can't take a beautiful day and just realize it's a beautiful day and this is what happens in the winter. We have to learn that, oh, we're losing our ice and this shouldn't have happened and that shouldn't have... BS! Come on! Yeah. Everybody loved it! Out with it! God almighty. Okay, so the day's going to come when, you know, I won't be allowed to have a gas-powered snowblower. No. Plug her in, huh? Oh. Or just charge her up? Geez, I, I wonder where the energy comes from to plug in the, uh, an electric vehicle. Where's the energy come from? Saw. We got the he, sun. Is it just else. magic? He's going to kill me for bringing this up because he's a listener. My next door neighbor, Dave. Yeah. Great, great guy. P1 listener. Runs a shop. Like, he's a guy's guy, right? All right. And uh, he texted me the other day, and he says, um, hey, I know your buddies with Fratelloni. I said, yeah. He goes, can you ask him if they sell electric snowblowers oh no and i knew i knew exactly what mike's response was going to be so i forwarded it to mike and mike said tell dave never shop in one of my stores again yeah (laughs) translation we don't uh we're gonna have to demand you you find a different podcast (laughs) dave i'm sorry You've been a great friend to Reavers, but the oh, time has come to break up. Yep. He's, I am going to hear from him. I took, a, I took a pretty good tumble on my walk yesterday. Oh, no. I didn't get too hurt. Suchi's, Did you have new uh, shoes? Sense of snow? No, I was walking, and uh, uh, it slipped. But instead of going backwards, like you normally do when you slip on ice, yep. I went forward. Oh, And, I, and, and the forward momentum ha- ha- suddenly had me running. Because I was trying to keep from going down, and like I thought, cartoon thing no, I can't this. do this. I can't do this. So I just dove into a snowbank. I'm picturing the Scooby-Doo sound effect yeah. when his legs are... <laughs> <laughs> and it's that round uh, buzzing. So I got up and uh, dusted myself off, picked up my stand again. And I get about eight blocks from there, and I just feel my pockets as I routinely do to make sure you still got your keys. Eight blocks? Got eight blocks away from where I fell. Jeez. And I realized, uh-oh. I don't drop. have my keys. Hmm. Well, I, they, the keys. they had to be the result of uh, losing them as a result of the fall. So I doubled back the Went eight back blocks. Back to the crime scene. And there they were, just sitting there on the snow. Could you see the imprint of your face in the snow? I could see the imprint of my whole body. And I knew I would because that's where I fell. That's right when you the take side. the opportunity to do like a snow angel just have. for the hell yeah. of it. Let me, uh, let me did ask you, you something. Look at the, did you look at the sidewalk when you got up as if to say, who the hell put the ice there? No. I. Uh, <clears throat> fortunately, I don't think I was seen. It would have been quite the sight for somebody. Okay. Let, me, let me ask you something. Yeah. Sure. You went for a walk. Right. Why, why did you have your keys on you? Because I drive to where I walk. 
I wanted yeah, my Cathedral Hill walking around. He's one of those. He's one of those. No. Uh, even though, uh, to quote him, fall comes to you, the yeah. walk could happen right out the door. Yeah, I, but I like walking in historic areas and looking at so architecture. You so, drive to your walk, and Royce's walk is driving. Right, driving. Got it. Right. How big around is this, Joe? I'm standing on a culvert this big around. What is that, 36 inches? Yeah. yeah. 20, 24 yeah. inches. Standing on a frozen plastic culvert on the end, slippery, yep. standing there, yep. looking down at the raccoon down there, and uh, lost my balance, yep. fell straight down, Ooh. one leg on one side, the other oh. leg on the other Ooh. side, like Ouch. I was riding Crunch. a horse. Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I've got to also admit oh. something before I move on that I'm sure I'll get mocked for, but I went to Fratelloni's. Yep. I'm trying to find out. Is there a two-stage snowblower that has rubber augers? And apparently they're not. They don't exist. They don't exist. No, because the wheels drive them. The rubber augers are on the single stage, and that's what pulls it. Right. Yeah. I only ask that because my driveway is so uneven that I fear a two-stage would chew it up. Get what I'm saying? Oh, sure. So, like the Honda that I have... I'm perfectly fine with a single stage. It works just great. But those are rubber extenders on those blades, right? Yeah, yeah. They're rubber. Okay. Or cloth so, or something. Now, when you're using that single stage and you're out there in the driveway, are you wearing, like, yoga pants under your skirt <laughs> or long johns under the blouse? The bunny suit what, from a Christmas story. What do you got going there? Uh, do you have that Edina carjacking victim? <laughs> I do. Let me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I have a prediction to make today, and uh, it's not going to be a pleasant one. I don't like that. So I'm going to start with the carjacking. Uh, we're not na- we're not naming this woman. Okay. She's a young, attractive woman, very fit and healthy. And Edina police are offering five thousand dollars for anyone who has information about Thursday's carjacking outside Lunds and Byerly's. It happened just before five p.m. near the front of the store. The victim is now speaking out to raise awareness of the ongoing issue of carjackings in the Twin Cities. To protect her identity, we are not sharing her name. This is from a Carol Evan piece. I'm feeling like a victim for the first time in my life, she said. You can see the scars, and that's how she wants it. She looks like she was in a heavyweight fight. Yes. Black eye and cuts. Uh, seeing her face is like seeing the problem, and now that you've seen it, you can't, you can't not see it. It's not just the old or the weak who are being attacked. It's everyone. I'm young, and I'm strong, and I'm capable, and I'm a victim of this. Uh, the victim of a carjacking, like so ma- this victim of a carjacking, like so many others that have happened in recent months, but rarely do they turn this violent. They tried to come at my face. That's when they started hitting me from the side and the back of the head. She says, this is with people walking by going into the store. This is a Lunds and Byerly's parking lot. Go ahead and play. In broad daylight. I'm feeling like a victim for the first time in my life. You can see the scars, and that's how she wants it. Seeing her face is like seeing the problem. And now that you've seen it, you can't look away. It's not just the old or the weak that are being attacked. It's everyone. I'm young, I'm strong, and I'm capable, and I'm a victim of this. The victim of a carjacking, like so many others that have happened in recent months, but rarely do they turn this violent. Tried to come at my face. Uh, it's when they started hitting me from the side and the back of my head. I have a big bruise on my skull, a cut on my ear. She says one of the most disturbing things about this attack was just the sheer boldness of these carjackers. It happened at the grocery store in the middle of the afternoon in broad daylight, and she was parked just a few steps away from the front door. My immediate response was to scream help, 
my throat is really sore today from screaming at that level and that decibel for that long. She says two women heard her and got the attention of a few men who brought their truck and boxed in the attacker's vehicle. They then confronted the attackers while the victim was dangling halfway out the driver's side door, seatbelted in as the attackers attempted to drive away. And what ultimately stopped it was there was a third community helper who came around and he had a gun. The attacker stopped attacking. One day later, she's now sharing her story, hoping it will encourage others to take their personal safety seriously and for elected leaders and police to put an end to the violence. At the end of the day, all I can do is move forward and let my face be seen and let my voice be heard and hopefully somebody has the ability to make change so this doesn't happen to anybody else. Gordon Severson, CARE 11 News. She's wearing, uh, I, I want to say this carefully. The t-shirt she's wearing. She's, I can read it for you if you'd like it. Uh, embrace kindness and uh, embrace. A, very woke, a very woke shirt. Yes. Okay. I'm not, for all I know, she's a Donald Trump supporter. I don't, I know nothing about her. But the point is, stereotypically, I'm sure Edina is full of, uh, well-intentioned white people who probably are embracing uh, candidates who speak to their wokeness. <laughs> well, Edina, it's come to you now. It's, it's, and again, I don't, I don't know who this young lady voted for. I don't know if she has any interest in politics whatsoever. I'm just saying that you're seeing the result, for example, of bail reform movements. You think this was the first time these two thugs tried this? Absolutely not. You're seeing the results. They're happening all around us, and you are not safe anywhere. You are not safe anywhere. Edina has had this cliched reputation throughout the decades as the cake eaters Every and, day I and need the attention. privileged. And, and, and they're just normal people like everybody else. But uh, now here's their mayor, the Edina mayor. Uh, says the city and neighboring towns are under attack from carjackers and robbers. One day after an attempted carjacking outside a busy supermarket involving the woman we just heard from, uh, a Twin Cities mayor says his city and its neighborhoods are under attack from mobile criminals. Edina Mayor Jim Hovland sent out an email Sunday to city residents saying he plans to meet with mayor, city managers, and police chiefs of neighboring cities to discuss the recent surge in crime. Whatever resources our police department wants available, we will facilitate on behalf of our residents, Hovland said. Our police department has responded and has been working around the clock on not just responding to emergencies involving criminal behavior, but also working with police departments in neighboring cities to share information and security strategies. Uh, Hovland asked the residents to be defensive and make sure to lock doors and garages, keep keys, garage door openers, and valuables out of empty vehicles. This is Edina. You guys, the Lunds and Byerleys is at 50th in France. Right. That's one of the wealthiest yeah. portions of the Twin Cities. The city is offering a five grand reward in connection to that hijacking, that carjacking, 50th in France. Police say 14 boys tried to, steal, tried to steal a vehicle while someone was inside, the woman we just heard from. Two good Samaritans tried to help the driver. Three people were hurt in the incident, one seriously. All have since been released from the hospital. Did you just say 14? 14 what? No. No, four, I did not. Four teens. Oh, teens. four teens. I thought you said four. Okay, sorry. Police believe the teens were in an SUV that was stolen in St. Louis Park and that the city's police believe the same suspects were involved in recent carjackings and a robbery in St. Louis Park. 
Their department is also offering a $5,000 reward for information. And I wonder why. Because they're going to be right back on the street mm-hmm. because of the people that you've elected over the years. I'm speaking uh, generically. I'm not accusing anyone of who they voted for, including the woman who was really beat up pretty bad. And uh, I'm going to save my prediction. Why don't we come back? I have a prediction. Mm, a I, have teaser. A, I have a prediction. A teaser I have a prediction to make. It's somewhat related to carjackings. It's somewhat related to carjackings. It fits the theme it of does. what is exactly happening right it before does. our eyes. All right, let's come back in a moment. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here with a couple of questions for you. Are you noticing a decrease in the following? Maybe strength, endurance, enjoyment of life, libido, or maybe it's just a lack of energy. Are you tired of feeling exhausted even after you eat dinner? I've got an answer for you. You need to call my friends at Everest Men's Health. From signs of low testosterone to other deficiencies, they examine every single area important to a man's overall health. And that allows them to develop an easy-to-follow plan that will ensure your success. It does not matter where you fall on the spectrum of men's health. The time is right now to come into Everest Men's Health and take the first steps toward realizing your best health possible. The great thing about Everest is their medical specialists look at the entire picture and they figure out what is causing these changes to you. They start with a full medical evaluation to check testosterone levels, important vitamin levels, blood levels, and overall body composition. And once they identify the deficiencies such as low T or vitamin deficiencies, they create a personalized lifestyle program that can include testosterone testosterone replacement, medication management, vitamin and natural supplementation, and exercise prescription and nutritional guidance. Trust me, Everest is fantastic, and they provide a comfortable environment that is not intimidating like other medical clinics. They specialize in men's health, and they can be your doctor for all your health needs, and they will refer you to a specialist if needed. It's a wonderful environment and fantastic people. Go online right now to EverestMensHealth.com, and you can call today to schedule your $50 testosterone test at any one of their three locations in Woodbury, Plymouth, and now in East. And please let them know that you heard about him on the Garage Logic podcast. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Here's a guy named Rookie that uh, just wants to let Kenny know. Hey, it's the Christmas season. <laughs> what do you know, got? You know what that means, what, right? What do you got, Santa? That means uh, a great present for the people you love or that are hosting a party would be. Give them the gift of a non-boring candle. Spiralightcandles.com is what I'm talking about. And if you're burning boring candles, that just means you're calling it in. You're going to the store. You smell it. Yeah, it's great. There's three wicks in the middle. If you want to dazzle someone, go to spiralightcandles.com and see how that spiral candle burns in a circular motion. And it's fun to watch. And it's a great topic of conversation. I will say this at SpiralLightCandles.com. Their Christmas shipping deadline is December 16th, the last day for standard ground shipping. They're still going to process all orders placed by 1 p.m. that same day. But after that, it's out of their hands. They want you to order right now. It's December 13th. Go to SpiralLightCandles.com right now. If you're looking for the cylinder index candle for that maybe brother-in-law, maybe your father-in-law, your dad, Click on the Garage Logic logo at the bottom, and they will walk you through the process of the Cylinder Index Spiral Candle. It is not a boring candle, Joe. One of the most devastated businesses in Mayfield, Kentucky, was a candle manufacturing facility. Yeah. A lot of people were trapped in there. Yeah. 
Uh, and, and I did. I, I, one thing that did bother me about that, Joe, I'm glad you point that out because I don't remember which news outlet, and I, I, it's not fair of me to pick on one, but they made it out that these people, because of the greedy Christmas rush, were working late and were kind of stuck in that warehouse. You're kidding. I thought that was, they didn't come out and say that, but they... The implication. The implication yeah. was there that uh, because of greedy Christmas candle, uh, they had to stay there late. And that's that's just not the case. Nakima Levy-Armstrong. You want me to see if we can get her on the air? <laughs> well, we've invited her before. Many times. With the Racial Justice Network has issued a press release calling for the end uh of police chases. It's, it's the, it's the police's you know, I, fault. I wish we could swear because I would say bold shoot. We and this the, was the result of the uh, two teenagers dying last mm -hmm. week. Yeah. We, the members of the Racial Justice Network, believe that all people are innocent until proven guilty. And being found guilty should not result in a death sentence. We are calling on Governor Walls and all elected officials, including Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry and Robbinsdale Mayor Bill Blonigan, to intervene and call for an end to high-speed police chases no. in Minnesota and to hold police officers accountable for this dangerous and unnecessary behavior. Totally in favor of the criminal, isn't she? Wow. Uh, those were uh, kids that were extremely poor drivers, and it's sad that there was a loss of life because those kids, those two kids, are not going to celebrate Christmas anymore, but they made their decision. These are senseless deaths that can and should be prevented when officers continue to initiate high-speed chases. No. Wouldn't it be that the, the thieves initiate the chase? You would think so, Joe. Uh, and the <laughs> cops, of course, show blatant disregard for human life. No, the, no, the no, thieves no, do. No, no. Said racial network, racial justice network member Sonia Western. Minnesotans must call and write to our city council, respective mayor, state representatives, and Governor Walls to hold them accountable for their role in dangerous and poorly enforced police policies. Oh. Never mind that the that the kids are thugs; they're criminals. They have no moral or ethical integrity. And uh, you're wrong, Nakima. You, you you usually are, but you are significantly wrong in this case. How can anybody, I mean anybody at all, give her any sort of respect whatsoever? Well, she, I, she, I, she she's a just a complete moron. Joe, in that story, does does the Racial Justice Network do they have a, a TV platform? Do they have you know like the logoed shirts and stuff like ESPN? Yeah, what's there? Probably, probably. Yeah, okay. Did, did the, did, the logo did, on your Does back she there? talk yeah. about stopping crime at home? About broken families? About no. Thugs not going to school. These were juveniles, by the way. Remember, um, juveniles. Thugs coming up behind women and, and pouncing and beating them uh, in the head. Thugs beating that woman up for me, Dinah, Does right in front of the store. any of that no, whatsoever? No, not no, a bit. No. no. Yeah. Well, because behavior isn't an issue with the Democratic Party, correct? It's just it's it's everything else. Right. Behavior's not the problem. Well, you're, you're leading me to my prediction. I don't understand how she garners any respect from anybody. I can see criminals just getting up right now, reading that, and, and laughing at her. Mm -hmm. What's your prediction? It's uh, based on a story out of Chicago that caught my attention. I was reading this this morning. Chicago police are investigating after a smash-and-grab team stole an estimated $2 million worth of wristwatches from a luxury car dealership near the uh, the uh, magnificent what's it called in magnificent Chicago? Magnificent Mile. On Saturday afternoon, less than an hour earlier, at least six thieves mobbed an Oak Street retailer and escaped with over twenty thousand dollars worth of coats. 
And it all happened as the Chicago Police Department supposedly had a special plan and extra resources in the area to make sure the downtown real retail strips remained safe. Shortly after noon on Saturday, two men entered the Bentley, Lamborghini, and Rolls-Royce dealership at 834 North Rush Street. One of the men used a hammer to smash a display case containing extremely expensive watches. How expensive? According to initial information, the timepieces are Richard Milley brand. Watches advertised as a racing machine on the wrist. They retail for hundreds and hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of dollars each. The thieves were described as two black males wearing black clothing. Uh, they reportedly snagged several of them for the car dealer's display and then escaped in a vehicle that was waiting on nearby Delaware Place. Okay. So it was, it was well, it was somewhat thought out. Earlier on Saturday, a group of between six and nine men wearing ski masks stormed Moose Knuckles, 54 East Walton, and escaped with over $20,000 worth of high-end winter coats. One of the offenders punched an employee on the way out. The crew escaped in a black Dodge Charger and a silver Dodge Durango, both of which are stolen. On Friday afternoon, two men snagged more than a grand uh, worth of merchandise from Nike, 669 North Michigan. The heist seems almost quaint compared to the other thefts in the area. Uh, later, around 5.30 p.m., two offenders stole three grand worth of coats from North Face on North Michigan Avenue. The same store lost about $10,000 in products to a two-man theft team on Thursday afternoon. And then you go to the Daily Mail piece. Why are you looking for that? Where did you get that coat you have on? I love it. Moose Knuckles. Oh, you did it in Moose Knuckles. I got that okay, in Moose good. Knuckles. It looks good on you. What the hell? Rookie Joe. here for... Yeah, I'm available. But do you don't have any idea, do you, Joe? Nope. What? Never mind. Power go, through, Go with Joe. the Daily Power Mail through. piece. We'll tell you off the air. Yep. Okay. The owner of the car dealership is a guy named Joe Perillo, and he told Fox 32... Mayor Lori Lightfoot and other officials need to take action or businesses are going to leave the city. I have a place in the suburbs. The place is wonderful. There's no crime, he said. People don't want to come into this city. And there's pictures galore of the beautiful cars on the show floor and the, the thugs smashing the... So the, the, there's been a couple of different narratives about these style of uh, smash and grab robbery, mm -hmm. robberies and the mass robberies where, you know, 30 or more kids come in. And I... Fully, completely, I'm committed to the mob uh, angle on this one, that these kids are just... Uh, working for somebody. Working for somebody. Because they have no way no. to pawn a watch or sell a watch that's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. What are they going to sell that for, 50 bucks right. to one of their buddies? No, these are going to somebody else and being distributed as a, something that fell off the back of a truck. Perillo, yeah, Perillo yeah. said the robbers were smart enough not to brandish their weapon. He was smart enough not to raise the gun because my people had guns, he said. If he raised that gun, he would have been shot, and we'd probably be in court defending ourselves. Uh, no one was injured during the robbery or chase. Uh, Perillo is demanding that officials take additional action to keep citizens safe. There were uh, children in the store at the time. Uh, that these uh, thieves came in and smashed up the okay. uh, display case. Here's my prediction. You ready? Yep. I was talking to a guy yesterday about this. This country's going to see the end of retail as we know it. Yep. Oh, my God, you're right. Yep. Uh, this store already said that they're closed now. You have to make an appointment, yep. and the doors will remain locked. Yep. That's a step towards, from now on, you'll just absolutely have to shop online. 
You well, want a new Lamborghini? And, and profile. <laughs> and profile. I don't like the way you look. I'm not letting you in the store. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I, I'm dressed like a thug? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because that's who robbed us last time. What Problem would, what is, would is Nikimi Levy-Armstrong say to, to this mob mentality? Just let him go wouldn't. do it? We, she should, wouldn't. we can't she chase wouldn't. him? She wouldn't. <clears throat> I'm already seeing evidence around um, family members that they'll often... Order routine things online, like soap and bleach or whatever, rather than uh, go to a Target. I'm seeing that a lot too. Target Midway. A lot. Target Midway has is a changed store. Right. Since the Walmart closed on University Avenue, the Target Midway is a completely changed store. It's one that I used to frequent. I avoid it like the plague. Think how many of these woke companies. Uh, rallied behind these woke movements, bail reform, Black Lives Matter, yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. uh, only to be coming, they're getting windmilled by the very people that they were championing are uh, not being held accountable, and they're coming back time and time again. Why should a guy with uh, probably $15 million worth of inventory in a luxury car dealership, he's not going to stand for this? Nope. That store will be leaving downtown. And by the way, burned once. That's it. I'm yeah. done. This doesn't mean then that's the end of theft. What then is going to happen is these people that are organized, involved in organized crime, are then going to extend themselves out to what? The homeowner. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at those packages out there. Do you remember the story I told you last week about a friend of mine that works for a large distributor, mm-hmm. and the uh, the the guy that stole worked one day and stole the uniform. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, update. Mm-hmm. I was informed by this particular person that his job, his only job, is to make sure that when an employee is done, that their uniform is returned to them. Mm. Think about that. It's a good gig if you can get it. It's a lot of turnover if that keeps him busy every day. It's not, oh. I guess it's not the only thing he does, but it's a, it, it eats it's a up a large, a large portion of his day. <clears throat> Think about that because we have been uh, failed. We have been failed mightily. By the left. We have been failed mightily. Twelve American cities, all led by the left, have homicide records in 2021, including St. Paul. It? I mean, we've been saying yeah. this forever. How come nobody on the left who votes for them sees this? Didn't we only have, we only had two over the weekend, though, right here in Minneapolis? Why do they continue to vote this way, Joe? Because in urban America, there is no conservative thinking anymore. There's nobody to, to count well, it. There's sinful, nothing sinful conservative. Like it's not conservative thinking to not want to get carjacked. Oh, I agree with you. I agree that, with that, you. That, the, politics has nothing to do with that. Well, let me, let me circle back to the young woman in Edina. Uh, I don't know her politics, but based just based on the shirt she was wearing, which is unfair of me, but that's all I have that's, to go that's on. That's probably very telling. All I have to go on. I got to think that she's probably very liberal in nature. But maybe this is her wake-up call. Well, I'm sure as hell not voting for anybody who favors bail reform, she might be thinking. Hmm. I, I'm sure not going to side with Nakima Levy-Armstrong on her thinking. Uh, look at my face. Why should I ever think Scratched that way up, again? Why should it, I ever think that way again? And my question is, is she, and God bless her, and I apologize, but uh, is she smart enough to realize it's bail reform and it's judges and it's sentencing guidelines? Well, if she isn't, she sounds certainly capable of understanding that if she would decide to look at those kinds of things. She sounds like a very 
sharp kids. But we have too much apathy right now when it comes to issues like this. Joe, you saw it in your city just weeks ago. Mm -hmm. When how many people turned out to vote for the mayor of St. Paul? 30,000. 30,000 people. Mm -hmm. That's That's the problem we have right now is apathy with the voting process. When will... When will there be an uprising of the people who aren't apathetic? Well, that was my question to you with this 30,000 number. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's one thing that the Republican Party shows no interest in the Twin Cities or gaining a foothold at all. Couldn't care less. But in the case of St. Paul, it's an entirely other thing that there are no that he got elected by that kind of margin, the margin he did. And, and Where are the people like you that are sick of this bleep? Well, How come they don't go to the polls? I don't know. I, and I'm fortunate enough to have a newspaper column. So I, I vent. I vent. Right. And I get people to come up to me and say, oh, thanks for writing that stuff. Well, what are you doing about it? Right. I say to them, well, what are you going to do? This rent control measure that Melvin brought about is going to be economically devastating to the city. Drove by, uh, again, Highland Bridge, where they got these stanchions up, the concrete stanchions. Nothing's no activity. Happening. No Nothing's activity. Happening. What? The Ford development. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. you call it the Highland Bridge. That's you, what it's called. No, it's not. It's the Ford Bridge. <laughs> no, but the development's the, called Highland no. Bridge. Yeah, the, the actual land. The no. land that they're developing, they've named that area Highland oh, Bridge. I got you. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, That's sorry. Right. Boy, you, thought, you three just a... had a drinking coffee at High V <laughs> right. moment right here. Yeah. Let's go <laughs> duke it out at the village uh, Village liquor. A, Let's go duke it out at the village. St. Paul versus Minneapolis <laughs> arguments. Yeah. Back to the uh, end of retail. I, I know some local jewelry stores that already... The, the door's locked. Yeah, for years, actually, yeah. a few years. Yeah. Yep. And and I just think it's going to be a short step to bricks and mortar are going to go away, further devastating the economic landscape and culture of, of, of the city's tallest, of the country's tallest buildings. And you will, uh, if you even have enough money to shop for a watch, you'll have to do it online. You can already buy a car online. Joe, it's 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 further away from the country's tallest buildings. I made a stop for the for the bride, in a, uh, I'll just say a suburb, uh, a, a retail outfit in the suburbs, and the door was locked. She said, "Can you pick this up on your way home? It's already paid for." Yep, no problem. And then I tried to get in, and I thought, well, they can't be closed. It's only 4 o'clock, and they have a little doorbell. It's, the, do you have an appointment? I said, no, I'm here to just pick something up for my wife. They let me in, yeah. but I thought, it, it's it's happening already. At your, uh, at your jewelry store that you may have referenced, a local one, yeah. um, I have had some trouble trying to, to yeah, get yeah. in. Yeah, I have too. But, yeah. but I think that's, yeah. I think I'm a little behind that's in my financing. They, well, I, I'm, I'm behind they, they don't let payments. me in because they know me. <laughs> and, and I, I think they don't let Got me it. in because they know Joe. <laughs> right, right. I think guilt by association, I think, for all of us. Yeah, yeah. You know what the, what the true left would believe is that they have no sympathy for a guy who sells Lamborghinis. Right. Oh, right. They have right. no sympathy wow. for a guy who sells Rolls Royces no. and Bentleys. This is the, getting they what no, they deserve. They yep. have no sympathy for a guy who sells two hundred thousand dollar well, watches. What is Where, it in the name of? It's in the name of equity. Mm-hmm. They're gaining something that this guy already had yep. too much of. Because well, the left, because yeah, the left believes crime is a result of behavioral need. It's not a crime. It's a behavioral need. 
Those kids that beat up the woman in Edina, they needed her car and her money and her phone more than she did because they have that behavioral need. But it's where's a completely the line drawn? wrong thinking. Where's the line drawn for, for, for the, okay, the Lamborghini, the Rolex guy, the uh, high, the boat dealership? Where, where does the line stop and they say, oh, you're a good, you're a good business or you're a, you're a good well, oh, helper? I we know the answer to that, but I'm not saying it out loud. No, it's capitalism that's under attack yes. by the likes of Nakima. It's not these kids robbing these stores. They don't care about capitalism or anything else. They're, they're, mm. I, think, I, think, I think it's correct that they're, they're, they're working for somebody to, to do this. They wouldn't know this watch if it stared them in the well, face. True, they're right. not running to Chumley down at the shipping pond and and <laughs> cashing it out. Yeah. I got a guy for you to come in here and take a look. Rick, at this. or what is his name? Rick yeah. Chumley. Well, why should stores put up with this when they can? Joe, I got news for you. A lot of them aren't. Right, they can they can easily do what they do online. Okay, here's the domino effect. If Jaime's haberdashery leaves downtown St. Paul, that's a that's a vacancy. It's, it's the only store in St. Paul. But if if this happens to them once or twice, they're going to have to close. That means the rent on that building, the the David Brooks of St. Paul, who, you know, if those retail places leave, the domino effect. Yeah, those taxes then fall increasingly to the homeowners. Yes. And that's the homeowners, I think, need an an eruption. They need a revolt. I'm not talking a violent revolt. I'm saying somebody's got to come forward and say, we're done here. But let's go back to it. 30,000 people showed up. Whatever right. November seventh or whatever. Not for this was. next mayor that we're. I think we got a good uh, mm-hmm. lead on a, a really good mayor that we. We'll I still have a neighbors. very classy suit that I bought from uh, Jaime's. Mm-hmm. Over a grand. Well, what's not classy hey. there? Hold on, let's play a game. Kenny, when's the last time you wore that suit? Well, uh, Royce was inducted. Oh, okay, that wasn't that long ago. Oh, yeah. that looked good on you. A yeah, you did. You were handsome that night, Kenny. Very handsome. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just. Uh, I know. <laughs> Is that when Joe the night Joe thanked everybody but Jennifer? No, yeah. you're thinking of when Joe went. Oh, when Joe went, and that's right. Yeah. And Royce is, I gotta go say hi. Hey, uh, Jennifer, Joe wanted to thank you too. Uh, he kind of left you out a little bit there. But what a what a what a brother what a brother in broadcasting to point that out for yeah. you. I yeah. mean, what a no, what a guy, huh? What a guy. He's not one of the guy. This Lamborghini dealership in Chicago. He said he has a suburban location. I, I got to think he's closing up downtown the hell with it. Okay, but how long before those thugs go, uh, oh, he's got a lamp. We're over here in uh, now River we go to Bloomington. Yeah. You know what's yeah. surprising? You know what's surprising? We've already established uh, that Minneapolis no longer has a brotherhood. And you yeah. know what I've always meant by the brotherhood? Yeah. You know, the, the successful people who can go into a mayor and say, we need this done. Get right? it done. Chicago doesn't have a brotherhood. No. New York apparently doesn't have a brotherhood. San Francisco doesn't have a brotherhood. The destroyers are winning these cities. They're becoming unlivable. Los Angeles doesn't have a brotherhood. The city's becoming unlivable. Gordon Lightfoot down in Chicago hasn't put together a a brotherhood to help save the city? That's Lori. Lori Lightfoot. Excuse me. I'm sorry. There was a great picture. Legend lives on Someone from Cook County on down. A photo and said... Hey, I got an idea, or I have a crazy idea. Let's turn half of this country into socialism and the other half into capitalism and check in on it in 70 years and see what happens. It was oh, basically the controllers, a picture of our North, controllers. North yeah. and South Korea, yeah. which 
Bingo. There you go. Mm -hmm. Right there. The, uh, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, it happens. No. Uh, Brotherhood. uh, Headline. doesn't have a Brotherhood Chicago. Oh, the Brotherhood. I think the Brotherhood's, there are people in place to construct a Brotherhood in each of the cities I just mentioned. There are still, there. you've got the poll ads and you've got... Glenn Taylor, and you've got the Wilfs. successful accounting firms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Family. But yeah. the people in power, Joe, are patting them on the head and giving them a cookie and sending them away. Because this happened. Yeah. Uh, was it Ecolab and somebody else? Didn't they send a letter to Mayor, Mayor Carter? Yes. 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 But so they what, tried. Well, what I was going to say, if I could ever finish a thought here, right. Please do. is that they're afraid to exercise their brotherhoodness. Because they'll just be called racist. Mm-hmm. If okay, you went to Mayor, if you went, in, if you went into Mayor Lori Lightfoot's office and you had fifteen uh, prominent Chicago businessmen and you slammed your fist on her desk and say, "This must end tomorrow, or you're going to lose all our businesses," that would get out, and the press would spin that yep. as white people demanding that their privilege yep. be protected. Yep. Yeah. So that's how that's how much mm. inroad the left has made in major American cities. They've made tremendous inroad. And those those the Brotherhood couldn't come in and say uh, we want uh, black youth to stop shooting each other. Or we want it stopped now. It's gone. Uh, let's just take St. Paul for a minute. In 1960, a guy named George Vavilis got elected as mayor. He was a florist. Okay. He knew what, he knew businesses. Okay. One of the first things he did is call in the city's business leaders and said, what do you need, people? What do you, what do you, what do you think? Okay, that couldn't happen today because, again, he'd be, he'd be a racist. Then what you, we also had was a series of Democratic mayors, George Latimer, Jim Scheibel, who, in retrospect, were extremely sane, sensible, law-abiding believers. Randy Kelly. Randy Kelly and Norm Coleman. Mm-hmm. Then you then you have these people fading from the scene, and they're replaced by woke mysterians like Chris Carter, who's a genius compared to Melvin Carter. As I've always said, you'll always Chris regret Coleman. the previous Chris Coleman. What did I say? Chris Carter. Uh, Chris, Chris Coleman. Coleman. Chris Coleman. And now you're stuck with Melvin Carter. And whoever would replace him will make Melvin Carter look great. God bless America. I can't believe that you're saying that, and it's true. But that's how far the inroads have been made the closer mm-hmm. you get to the country's tallest building. Melvin's not left enough. Vote for me. Look at the mayors of Seattle and Portland. It's unconscionable how they've let their cities become destroyed. Yeah. And you don't think there could be a brotherhood in Seattle with all that tech money? They got money. Are you kidding they me? They got money, baby. Wow. But it's at their it's at their own demise. Right. I mean, their cities are crumbling around them, and they're still stroking themselves about how brilliant they are. But didn't we start to see a little bit of the tide turning nationally, I'm saying, in some of these elections? Yes, yes. And I think anyone now going forward that runs on a platform of law and order will make headway. Don't you, you know guys? Who's, you know who's doing the most, drawing the most attention there? It's the current administration, Chris. Yeah. It's the president and his vice president. The country has finally realized, you know, what a, um, a dum-dum this guy is. John Thompson should have taught us a lot. It didn't even matter to the Democratic Party that he was a criminal. Right. True. And I've given up on Republicans. I'll take a sane Democrat in a heartbeat. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Well, who's your who's your gal in the city Jane council? Prince. Thank you. But their tactic with Thompson worked. Yeah. Because there he is. He's still there. And the Republican Party uh, offered no help to John Strominger, which would have been a chore. He he might have been uh, yeah, a little bit in over his head. Well, though, although well, Kenny didn't, Walls did say that he thought Thompson should resign, correct? But he didn't do anything about it. True. He didn't do a damn thing about true. it. Just for the Hats record. up for Strominger, <laughs> uh, to, you know, for saying, all right, you dumb bastards, I'll step up to the plate. Right, right. He shouldn't have had to do that. Right. The Republicans should have had somebody. Right. And we all keep hinting around that we have a mayoral candidate in on our radar. I, I just couldn't think of a better one than the one we have on our radar, and we best not say it. No, please do not. Right. Uh, first of all, we don't know if that guy's serious about it or not. And I really want to believe he is serious. Yeah. And but I have no idea. And he'd be uh, he'd be wonderful. We'll just wait till after the dust settles. Yeah. He would just be wonderful. I'm the first cabinet member. I got news for you. <laughs> Fine. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Chaska Chanhassen. Jeez. I'll get a condo in St. Paul yeah. for one fifty right. a year. Oh, man. Why don't you take a little break here? Oh, yep. Okay. Gonna be back. Right back there. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Maple Grove Lock and Safe up in Maple Grove, 6901 East Fish Lake Road. And, of course, on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Christmas rookie, Christmas. Here comes Christmas Is it the Christmas season? It is. Winter's here. Christmas is coming. (laughs) Love you. Uh, And for Maple Grove Lock and Safe, that means 12-month, same as cash, financing is available. That is wonderful. Truckloads of uh, safes arriving daily throughout December. So that means you can buy today, take home, have delivery set up, everything you want done uh, before Christmas. The best-selling safe is the Lincoln safe. That's a Liberty safe. A limited quantity was produced, and it's a beautiful unit, a white gloss flag safe, five-spoke handle, uh, scan logic locks, the whole deal. And there's still plenty of uh, Liberty Centurion 12, 18, and 24s loaded with accessories. Uh, There are plenty there in the store, as there are ammo cans available. This all comes from Rich at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Joe, I hope the zeal of the prosecutors in the Potter trial, Matt Frank and Aaron Eldridge, extends to prosecuting actually dangerous thugs roaming Hennepin County. They are trying not only to convict Potter, as is their duty, but optionally to have a longer prison sentence imposed. I suppose this will look better on Ellison's resume if he runs for the U.S. Senate. Obviously, this was a tragic accident, but Potter poses no danger to the community, so the longer prison sentence serves only as punishment. So much for Potter's 20-plus years as a cop, putting her life on the line every day she donned the blue uniform. Meanwhile, the salon allows criminals with multiple felonies to infest our cities and commit more violent acts. Longtime listener Bob from New Brighton. And he couldn't be more correct. Boy, that was a great letter. Couldn't be more correct. Yep. Steve Prince is a guy we said happy birthday to last week, even though we don't do that. Yeah, we don't do that. We don't do that. He has an interesting uh, ruling request. Mm. He said, I'm a boat guy, and I just finished a 1975 Ranger bass boat with the coolest captain seats ever and presently am restoring a 1990 Mastercraft ski boat. Oh. I have a pretty good cylinder index, but it's not quite my age, so I'm comfortable in saying I'm not moving to euphoria. (laughs) 
but I am thinking I might need a ruling on something shop and garage related. Is it acceptable in garage logic to have a sewing machine embroidery machine that cost me more than any gun or tool uh, that I own? Just curious. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, that's, it is. That's yes, very yes, wonderful. Yes. yes. Yeah. Hats off to you for knowing how to sew and embroider. Yeah. What, yeah. What Rosie Greer, real time Rosie Greer. He was a he knit. He was a knitter. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Honest question. What would a guy embroider? I'm sure he's doing upholstery work, and he could embroider oh, sure. the logo okay, of sure. Mastercraft on the upholstery gotcha. or whatever. That makes, that makes sense. Those old Mastercrafts from the 70s, man, they were loud rumbles before mm-hmm. that was cool. It, it almost harkened back to the wood boat days, those inboards. God, I love those Well, they were true inboards. Yeah, yeah, from the 70s. I love those yeah. um, old Mastercrafts. Only because they come to us. All the way. Bring it on down. From Marleth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans. On this day in 1882, and Reavers, for the life of me, I don't know why Fairbowl gets so much attention. That's a good point. You bring them up routinely. The, Northwest, the Northwest Telephone Exchange began operating in Fairbowl with 40 customers. I wonder if I have a relative. That might have been one of the first phone owners. And on this sad note... In 1994, mm-hmm. wait, on wait, this wait, day, wait, wait, 94, wait. 1994, is not strike related. This no. day, uh, 94, the Met Sports Center <gasps> in Bloomington. That's right. The former home of the North Stars and a venue for entertainment events. The first bombing attempt with a detonator button pressed by Michael Franzen is largely unsuccessful, which much of the building still standing, still standing. Ten minutes after the scheduled implosion, eventually the structure is brought down with bulldozers and other heavy equipment. So that was on this day, December thirteenth, in nineteen stubborn building ninety four. Along those same lines, you know what yesterday was? December twelfth, Sunday, the anniversary of the dome roof collapse from two thousand and ten. Oh boy! I Already? Wa- That's the, eleven years. Fox was running it during or before one of the one of the games yesterday, and then of course my son just goes, "What?" And so we had to watch it 700 times on YouTube. Mm-hmm. When it just that was that before. long ago, 2010, I believe. Yeah. What was the first year in U.S. Bank? 2017. <clears throat> 2015. 2015 already. What? Yeah. God when did, mighty. When, uh, the Stars went to Dallas in '93. '93. Yeah. We were. Uh, they were in the playoffs that year, weren't they? '92, '93. Let me look. Because uh, I '91, a... we went to the Stanley Cup. No, no, as Dallas. No, they, no, they I'm, talking Min- I'm talking Minnesota. Oh, yeah, 91-92 season. That's okay. when uh, Pittsburgh and Mario Lemieux smoked us. Because mm-hmm. yeah. 96 is when they beat Buffalo. In yeah, the, that doesn't uh, count. They're not the North Stars then. Uh, Kenny, I am not seeing. I'm looking at the 1993 uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, and the Minnesota North Stars are not part. No, of I think Joe is right, 91-92. Okay. That's when Norm Green punched holes in the walls up there to cram more seats in. Right. <laughs> Basically, it's exactly what he did. Yeah. But Kenny, you'll love this. <clears throat> the number in the 1993 Stanley Cup playoffs, the number one seed, Chicago Blackhawks, were Careful. swept by the St. Louis Blues. Four you know games why? To none. Nice. You know why? Nice. Because C-Card sucks. <laughs> Don't say that word. Thank you, Rich. That's what Thank they did. Yeah, Joe, them. it should be allowed when referring to C-Card. All right, I know this is sports-related, and it'll come up with Patrick. I've already had him do it. Go to YouTube. Oh. GLers. Oh. This is cool. And search for Zgrass Assist, Z-E-G-R-A-S. That's the last name of a guy who plays for the Anaheim Ducks. Zgrass Assist. Spell it again. His name is Z-E-G-R-A-S. If you just put that in, it's the first video that pops up. Yeah. 
And uh, Does this happened what uh, about a week ago? I don't know. December seventh, I believe. Okay. Oh yeah, I saw that. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah. I saw it several days ago. Oh, I I, I only saw it yesterday. <coughs> well, explain to the listener. At Zgrass goes behind the net. The duck is playing. I think Buffalo. Yes, they're at the saber. And this kid goes behind the net, and he flattens his stick. Almost, he you can see it bowing, and he picks up the puck as though he's sliding a, a fried egg onto a plate. Yes. And he lifts the stick up, and he gently tosses it over the net to a teammate whose hand-eye coordination was so incredible oh Lord, yes. that he s- got it out of the air right past the goal. Without high, without over-the-shoulder high stick. did not stick. go above his shoulders. And he swung at it like he's chasing an off-speed pitch. Right, he swung at it, it was, like a baseball. It's so great. It happened so quickly that you can't even... I've had to watch it three times. Can and Zgrass goes, he puts his head in his hands as though to say, I can't believe that actually worked. Kenny, if you if you let it go a little bit further, it, it, it does slow-mo for you about halfway through. You're right. He puts both heads uh, hands on his head. <laughs> like, wow. Because that I happens to the golfers that. once. You can always see something new. Now, there's a brouhaha developing in the NHL about this. Uh, Tortle, what's the what's the coach's name? Tortellini Tor- or Tortorella? Tortorella. He said it's a BS thing to do. Tortellini. Hey, Gretzky was doing this 25 years ago with sticks that didn't even have a curve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like he's picking up a, a grilled cheese sandwich. Absolutely, just slides it onto the blade, lifts it up, and goes boop, and the other guy goes click but into the net. He stick handles it for a second yeah. there. Then he then he decides, I know what I'm going to do. Nobody's coming to get me. I got a second to do this. That was the Michigan goal. Yep. You know these guys have been goofing off with this move in practice. Oh, well, now, yes. Now yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the the latest craze is if you follow Barstool on Instagram, all these kids are yeah. doing that exact same thing and practicing it, and it it has caught on. I think if you keep trying that, you might get your bell rung a bit or two. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but not in this case, and it made for a uh, wonderful. Highlight. Right. How closely do you pay attention to uh, Twitter? Because Royce uh, had an epic weekend of clicking and uh, tried tried mightily to troll wild fans um, to no avail whatsoever. They weren't biting. Yeah, nobody bought. Well, and he we was throwing them. he was throwing out some pretty uh, obvious, uh, you know, baited hooks. Bring back my buddy Norm Green, and uh, <laughs> we'll call it even. But I, I thought I didn't see any of that. It, it, it's fun when Royce tosses out the bait and uh, nobody bites on right. it. Well, stick around for Sports Talk, Kenny, and I'm sure it'll be a wonderful conversation. All right, thank you, GLers. Let's hear some music here. Let's wrap her up. Yes, this. I am ready. We've got this. If you're ready, if you're not ready, then you're going to go to PodMN on your smartphone to find a podcast that will get you ready. Get you ready for what? I have absolutely no idea. Choose from the li- from the library that is right there, Pod MN, on your smartphone. Where, where is Zgrass from? I don't know. You mean his nationality? North yeah. I don't know. I don't North know. America. Right. Uh, you can check him out on YouTube. Yep, you can uh, just uh, search Zgrass. But if you want to check out Garage Logic, subscribe to Garage Logic, and you will hear audio excerpts better than a kid that throws the puck over the net and somebody else knocks it in. We're way more entertaining than that. Subscribe to us on YouTube. I don't know, Follow us on Facebook. I don't know, no, is that a little too much build in there? A little too much build up? Let's try it next time. I'm getting the wrap-up sign. Or his head itches. Hurry up! <laughs>